0: Hello! Welcome to Ona Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, the end of the world, no way, we take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I am Ross Blotcher.
0: I am Carrie Poppy. And we are here with a special episode.
1: With the end of the world, as you said. Yes. From 28 years ago.
0: (laughs) We watched a VHS video called UPC Codes in 666 colon Beware the Mark of the Beast. And we will tell you about it, but first... A couple news items. Yeah. I have things to tell you, Ross.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited.
0: Okay. So first of all, remember the movie that we watched, Mystery of the Kingdom of God? <laughs> yeah. We did an episode about it.
1: We went to the drive-in theater during the pandemic to see this very limited release film made by one man in particular, a young Adam man. Adam Smith. Adam Smith. The film was smitten with his voice. He did all <laughs> the voices, even the the female yeah, characters.
0: Even the people from other countries with accents.
1: It was all his not very good voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Adam. And and somehow he snookered (laughs) or paid animators to animate it. Yep. And they
0: did do it. That's the most we can... Say about it.
1: It is animated. It It meets that qualification.
0: Uh Uh-huh. The pictures move.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, a lot of you said, ooh, we really want to see this. How do we see this? Now you can.
0: Yes. So two updates about this movie. One is that, yes, you now can watch rent, or buy it on Apple TV or iTunes. I didn't even know iTunes was still existing. Selling movies? Yeah, if you go to com slash watch hyphen now, you can uh, get your links there. And I think downloading it I want to say was like $12.
1: Best $12 you'll ever spend.
0: Yeah I so immediately bought it that actually now it's just (laughs) telling me like you bought it. It could have been you know a thousand dollars and it would have been like I have to.
1: Maybe we need to make good on our offer to record new spoken audio tracks.
0: Oh, that would be Before fun. For the film.
1: Yeah, we talked about, we, we offered to Adam Smith if he wanted us to.
0: Oh, yeah, we'd add voices. We
1: would completely re-record.
0: Totally. Yeah, do. Oh, that'd be great. Well, well.
1: Should we still pronounce it Andrew instead of Andrew? Oh, yeah, Andrew? absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's the character's name. <laughs> Andrew. I've never even heard the name Andrew. That's piece of news number one about Mystery of the Kingdom of God. Piece of news number two about Mystery of the Kingdom of God is that I'm not sure if we actually said on this podcast how mad Adam Smith got at me and or us.
1: Oh, was that actually Adam who responded?
0: I guess we don't know for sure, but probably okay. the production company that was formed for his movie.
1: Yeah, there was like some warning to you about how you were, you were messing with dangerous forces by... Being so disrespectful.
0: Yeah. Did we talk about it on the show? I don't know. I'm not sure either. Well, he or someone emailed me and got very upset because I had posted clips from inside my car. Oh, right. At the drive-in. Uh-huh. Which... I would argue is not going to... Sorry gonna... for
1: the free publicity.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I would argue it's not going to ruin the market for the original, Adam. Yeah, yeah. But he not only told me to take them down, he also told me that, like, God was on my ass. He sent me all of these Bible quotes and was like, you see, God gets back at people a hundredfold if they do something wrong, and I wouldn't do this if I were you. It was kind of menacing.
1: And has God destroyed your life?
0: And now I'm dead.
1: Because that is As you know. If you multiply posting clips on Twitter by a hundred, yeah. that equals death.
0: Exactly. Thank you. Thank the, you for saying it.
1: For the wages of sin is death,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: the gift of God is eternal life.
0: Okay. I like how you're thinking, and I think you're really gonna like the Through video. Jesus
1: Christ our Lord. <laughs>
0: we'll be talking about yes, in a minute. I will. But another another piece of news. Also, I begged you to stay away from Alex Jones news today so I could tell you this, because I knew we'd be sitting in front of these microphones. Yeah,
1: and I was so excited. And this is dangerous because YouTube knows I like to hear about Alex Jones. Sure. And Facebook apparently knows it as well. So I had to avert my eyes, and I can't wait to hear what's happened with Alex (laughs) Jones.
0: Okay, so for anybody who somehow doesn't know...
1: Yeah, this will be older news by the time you hear it.
0: True, but also... For those who don't know who Alex Jones is, he is a extremely conservative.
1: I'm just I'm (laughs) I'm reveling in the thought of being someone who doesn't know who Alex Jones is. Yeah,
0: actually, if okay, let me give all the listeners a pause. If you don't know, let me just say we are about to red pill you. About the existence of someone you may not want to know is out there. And if you just want to skip past this, I get it. Live in ignorance. That's what we've always said on this show. I, Information is death.
1: I feel anybody who's come to this podcast and listened to it, well, A, probably knows who Alex Jones is. But probably. B, they want to know about the existence of such people.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably right. But I'm going to let these six people pass sure. on by. So hold. Fair. And Good. But Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. He's a very, very popular conservative, very pro-Trump, had an outsized effect on the 2016 election that
1: yeah, and, and got Tr- Trump in
0: office. Trump
1: even dignified InfoWars by coming on Alex Jones's show yeah. to talk to him. Oh, in- InfoWars
0: is his outfit. Can
1: you imagine?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. So
1: you have to imagine because it, it happens. It happens. It's a
0: very relevant figure now. Just elected- uh, awful. Oh goodness. Um, but another thing he did in his conspiracy theorist mongering is he told listeners to his radio show and and YouTube show that. Sandy Hook, this terrible shooting tragedy in the United States and like-
1: Many children killed.
0: Yeah, several years ago. That that didn't really happen. It was a so-called false flag operation, which is where the government intentionally kills its own citizens in order to get, uh, uh, corral us into some other behavior. And so all of those parents were just- crisis actors they were hired to do this and to pretend to mourn and
1: yeah um, this was just like you said a false flag so it was staged to advance the cause of disarmament of invading our second amendment rights and taking our guns away and all that ever happens is that people in america just buy more and more guns Mm -hmm. all throughout obama's presidency they were convinced their guns were going to be taken away and so the the number of guns increased phenomenally it's uh, so, so annoying and frustrating. Anyway. This, oh, 2012 was the Sandy oh, Hook you know, shooting. I was
0: going to say that, and, 10 uh, years and then ago, I thought that couldn't be right, but I thought I was with a particular horrible ex, it was and I a, guess I was. It
1: was a 20-year-old who shot and killed 26 people. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so it was this turning point in sort of American political life, and Because he spread this lie that all these parents were just actors, Mm -hmm. the parents sued him for defamation.
1: Because they had been harassed and people would hound them and yell things at them. Can you imagine you lose your child and then you've got all these idiots, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term, coming out of the woodworks to harass you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, uh, even the ones who, like, might have been smart or whatever, but were misled are all misled by this one guy who just makes shit up.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I don't mean idiot in the sense that they're necessarily unintelligent, but, yeah. um, but they believed in Alex Jones. Why would yeah. he lie about this?
0: So, Alex is being sued for defamation, and today, a really glorious thing happened. <laughs> he had been, I think he'd been in trial for, like, 12 days or so. Okay. And they had let him take the stand quite a bit. And then today.
1: And I assume this is the same kind of legal proceedings that recently I heard he was on the hook for like $150 million in damages. Yep. Same case. And he's trying to appeal that.
0: So the opposition lawyers today were like, so, Mr. Jones, your lawyers two weeks ago accidentally sent us a plain text bundle of all of your text messages. And we've gone through all of them. And do you know what perjury is? <gasps> and Alex Jones, <laughs> you know, panics.
1: Uh-huh. Um, and Wait, all of his texts?
0: All of his relevant texts to Sandy Hook. So he had said... That he couldn't find, like, any text messages about Sandy Hook.
1: Okay. His
0: lawyers, one would assume, went through, found them, bundled them as, like, an extraction. Like, well, let's get these out of the mix. There they are. We don't want to give these up. Said we don't have any. And then accidentally sent them to the opposition council. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay so so they're either blindingly incompetent or was someone on that team thinking, you know what, let's just blow this thing up. We don't like represent. I mean-
0: I guess that second thing's possible, but the- um, What
1: malfeasance that would be.
0: Yeah, the overwhelming mood in the room and all of the coverage of this appears to be like, this was an accident. A really,
1: really bad mistake.
0: Just the worst lawyers.
1: Wow. Um, Oh, thank Jesus for them.
0: And it appears that Alex Jones has been maybe perjuring himself- And the whole time the opposition lawyers knew and, like, (laughs) I I mean, I have to say I was reading it and I said to Drew, like, this is my interview style. (laughs) Like, they just sat there and waited for him (laughs) to, like, to lie out his ass. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, okay, because we have all of these documents. They'd known for
1: two weeks, so they just let him hoist Mm -hmm. himself on his own petard.
0: And then brought them out. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. And do we know anything about the content of those texts?
0: Yeah. I mean, yes. The the content of the texts are just sort of what you'd expect. I mean, he is just talking about Sandy Hook and lying about what he knows about it. Okay. I, I haven't looked too much through all of okay. that. But well, he had already said on the stand, or he had already said under oath that he didn't, he hadn't talked about this via text. Wow! And also in the text, it revealed how much money he makes, and I guess in one one particular day he made eight hundred thousand dollars. <sighs> yeah, uh, and you know, I mean, that probably wasn't an average day, but sure. Still.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of when uh, Joel Osteen had his weekend tithes stolen and publicized uh, the number, and it was like in the tens of millions, oh, and and he was hoping for sympathy but this made everybody realize oh that's the kind of money you're raking in yeah uh yeah one of these unintended messages wow so yeah 150 million i'm sure isn't enough
0: yeah one estimate i saw was that he was making like 30 million a year or something like that okay i don't know Who was drawing that number? But
1: uh, but yeah, just uh, man, what it takes to lie. You know that he knows it's not true, but he's making that cynical calculation that well, this makes me money. Yeah, that that it's okay to just kind of set the world on fire. Yeah. As long as you do okay, it's just uh, so hard to fathom.
0: Yeah, John Ronson has some excellent reporting about Alex Jones. If anyone's interested, he's been following Alex. Oh, you know, since He was barely anything.
1: I remember. Uh, well, I read them finally, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. was a really fun adventure yep. with extremists. Yep. Okay. Well. Well. And thanks for of, that.
0: No problem. No problem.
1: Uh, the the shot in is strong over here.
0: <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see what happens next. But I hope that the world doesn't. And before we get to find out...
1: Me too. Boy, it would be a real shame.
0: Because we just watched UPC codes and 666. Beware the mark of the beast.
1: From Shepherd Ministries in the year of our Lord.
0: 1,994.
1: (laughs) So how did you find this VHS tape?
0: My husband, Drew, gave it to me for my birthday
1: Uh among
0: several... Bizarre, well chosen gifts.
1: That's love.
0: Yes, he correctly saw this and said Carrie would love this. Yeah, and got it. for It's me.
1: threatening. It's black and red <laughs> and yellow all over. <laughs>
0: Carrie would love this. It's threatening.
1: <laughs> I'm just um, yeah, looking at the VHS in your hands, and you know yeah. it's it's meant to startle you.
0: It so has satanic panic style. Yep
1: photography and yeah, typography art design. Yep.
0: And it is right in the middle of that era, but then it is the most boring <laughs> dryly delivered warning.
1: Well, and it's only like 12 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's almost 13. Yeah. So, oh, shall I read you the back? Almost 13.
1: <gasps> Which means we'll be able to unpack it within 2 hours.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we <laughs> can manage this. Um I mean, there will probably be like a part 2, part 3. Yeah, part read the three, back. Four, that's but... that's important. Okay. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number 666. Revelation 1318. Using straightforward scientific methods... This video reveals irrefutable proof of the presence of the number 666 in the universal product code, which appears on 95% of all supermarket products. A comprehensive step-by-step deciphering process is used to break down the UPC into its component parts and the derivation of the number 666 Mm. is made clear. Startling evidence of the role of UPCs in the new monetary system is uncovered. The prophecy of a revelation coming true today.
1: Yeah, wow. Okay. I remember in nineteen ninety four being really concerned about the mark of the beast.
0: Oh, you were.
1: Uh, yeah, I gave a presentation to my sixth grade class on technologies that could be the mark uh, of the beast. Uh, yeah. It was sixth was.
0: grade, that was right that was like nineteen ninety four ish, right?
1: Yeah. It yeah. Was like right in there.
0: Okay. Well, first for our non Christian, never even were Christian listeners, <laughs> yeah. we should explain what the antichrist is and the mark of the beast okay okay so i'm gonna assume everybody knows what the devil is
1: yeah the bad guy yeah the, the opposition the
0: yeah <laughs> the opposition council
1: former angel got a little too full of himself god kicked him out of heaven yeah but we've talked about this on the show before but sure. there's going to be a lot of conflation here because that's what christians mainstream christians do they conflate a lot of these different figures and pieces from different authors with different perspectives on the bad guy and they kind of combine them all together and in this video we'll see a lot of this conflation happening
0: okay so in the book of revelation which is the last book of the bible which was clearly written by a stoned guy Mm -hmm. it says that there will it sort of says that there will be this great battle at the end of the world and First, the Antichrist, this political figure, is going to rise up, and he's going to convince all these people to follow him, and everyone is going to treat him like he's the return of Jesus practically, but really he's a bad dude, and we need to watch out for this guy. And then he's also going to instill this monetary system called the Mark of the Beast.
1: Yeah, there's this... Um, Well, it's a mark. A mark that you'll need to have either on your forehead or your right hand.
0: And for, I gotta tell you guys, go right hand. Of the two options. Yeah, if it's a
1: visible mark.
0: Yeah. I uh, mean, good on you if you want a forehead tattoo, but that is a big decision. I'm going back of hand. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, it always seemed really arbitrary to me that we were talking about the forehead or the right hand. Yeah. Like, why the right hand and not the left hand? We
0: Yeah, you can get the mark of the beast on your left hand. No, no one gives a shit. We're
1: bilaterally <laughs> symmetrical, right? Shouldn't be no big deal. Yeah. And I remember when I was giving this presentation, I repeated a piece of misinformation that I had read, okay. which was that, those are somehow like the most volatile temperature-wise locations on the body and that they can then power a microchip. And I remember even as I was... Oh my
0: God, no. I had
1: heard this and I was repeating it. I just remember thinking, well, why not the left hand? What's... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. That didn't stop
1: me from saying it, that somehow this was like the right place to plant a microchip so it could use the body's heat, essentially, to power the operation of this mark.
0: I'm picturing little baby Ross giving this presentation all, all this cognitive dissonance is just swirling it, above your un- head in like yeah, a cartoon bubble. Or
1: right under the surface. But I remember at this point, the UPC code, and when this video came out, had already been out for 20 years. So this wasn't a new thing. And I I remember mentioning the UPC Code, mm, but as okay. sort of this, like, well, that's fallen a little out of vogue. That's <laughs>
0: oh, wow. That's not it. I'm burned by an 11 year old Shepherd <laughs> Ministries.
1: <laughs> but uh, for me, it was. Uh, yeah, I was really intent on microchips, embeddable microchips. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. And e- everything gets accused. Going back to this general, broad story that you're talking about, there's this expectation that we need to look for the beast who the beast is going to be we need to look for the antichrist who is this antichrist going to be uh-huh. and there's certain clues given for these characters and what to look out for you know like the, the beast has a, a head wound that he's recovered mm. from and the the Mark of the Beast is required for buying or selling anything. So
0: yeah, this is the big thing that I think a lot of people who don't have a Christian background may not realize is like, you might hear the Mark of the Beast and think like, oh, the Beast marks his followers. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. But more importantly, this thing will be the only way to buy and sell products In these latter
1: days Yeah, so everyone will get it But we're also warned that the mere act of getting this mark Will mean that you lose any chance of salvation
0: You are condemned to hell for getting this sweet tat
1: So you gotta watch out for it And we don't know exactly what it is But it's gonna meet some very vaguely defined criteria Yes And you better watch out for them Or you could be hoodwinked into losing salvation
0: And you need to say no Even at the threat of death So that you can get into heaven. Okay, so now that we're looking out for it, this guy, who I believe is John Shepard, has the answer about what the mark of the beast is. Okay. Though he will speak out of both sides of his mouth a little bit about this.
1: I should also mention that many have pointed out that the probable reading of why they say forehead or the hand is because of phylacteries. These were- uh, Excuse me? Those little boxes that you tie to your head as a Jew that have the scripture inside of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are either tied around the forehead or if you're left-handed, it's on your right hand. If you're right-handed, it's on your left arm. So anyways- Got it. The thought is that that's why he's talking about having this mark there because that's where you're supposed to have the scripture.
0: Ah, right. You're sort of replacing a holy site- Mm-hmm. with this garbage.
1: Yeah, just throwing that in there.
0: Got it. Okay, so the video starts out by telling us the purpose of what we are about to watch, and that is to warn us of what is coming to pass shortly. Shortly. Now he doesn't say how short. Yeah. But this was 1994.
1: Granted, Jesus says in Revelation, behold, I am coming soon. Mhm. So
0: And he says this generation standing in front of me won't die before I come back.
1: And that was actual Jesus in the Gospels, at least, you know, much closer to the real Jesus, supposed to be the corporeal, their Jesus that said this. Yeah. But then, yeah, in Revelation, you have just this spirit of Jesus that shows up, you know, that John tells us, that he's John of Patmos, we should say, tells us that he saw, and he says, I'm coming soon. And yeah, you're right. Every indication is this is supposed to happen within like the lifetime of the people who Standing were alive at Jesus's time. Cut forward 2,000 years, Here we are. Still hasn't happened. And this video from 1994 is telling us it's coming shortly.
0: Shortly. Shortly. Do
1: these words have any meaning? (laughs) You decide.
0: So this will all circle around a couple of pieces of Revelation. And the one we'll hear the most, I think, is in Revelation chapter 13. Yep particularly verses 16 through 18. That
1: is the one place where we learn about the Mark of the Beast.
0: Okay, there you go.
1: All of this is so scant. Like, there's very little that the Bible gives us, and it gets, again, conflated and confused. And this guy who's doing the speaking conflates and confuses a lot of these ideas. Speaking of which, he commits one of my bugaboos, which is as the light comes up on him, very spooky, design for the set.
0: It looks satanic.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, there's three candles against a completely black backdrop.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: then this guy first you just see him sort of silhouetted in the foreground and there's a lectern with a light on it that has I assume the bible there. And yeah, this light comes up and illuminates him. And he starts quoting Revelations, the book of Revelations. That's like,
0: not the name of that book.
1: It's Revelation. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> you, you've you got a 13-minute propaganda video based on the Bible, and you're saying the name of the chapter wrong. Yeah,
0: like I'm sure this sounds pedantic to the listeners, but you got to understand, when you are a Christian and you spend any time with this, This comes you out. figure this out. Yeah, You figure bi- this out, especially if you're going to be making a video. It's a big
1: deal for anybody who spends time in the Bible. It's just very strange.
0: It, the, he did spell Revelation correctly on the back of the, on the sleeve, the you'll be the glad jacket to know. Okay. But we should also say he's like a white guy in his 40s or so.
1: Yeah, mostly bald, but he's got a, a luscious brown beard, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a tan suit, mm-hmm. which is already a solecism. What? Obama got in real trouble for wearing a tan suit. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Fox News went to town on a, can't all believe right. so unpresidential. Oh, Anyways. Okay. And he's got a brown tie, and that's about all we see of him because the rest is faded into blackness.
0: Yes and the very first thing he says is the book of revelations tells us we don't get his name there is no lower third
1: never once does he identify himself
0: no nope. we're pretty sure he's john shepherd though of shepherd ministries
1: so he quotes that passage from revelation 13:18 i didn't check on which version he was using but i'll read the new king james version cuz i think it was closest to the wording he was using here is wisdom let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Mm. Now, there's a few things there. First of all, let him who has understanding. So, sorry, Carrie, I guess you don't don't use him pronouns. That's true. You can't calculate this number. Oh,
0: women don't do math. That's (laughs) fine.
1: (laughs) And uh, I feel like this is really glossed over in the documentary, quote unquote, that we're watching here. Because the scripture says, it is the number of a man. Yeah. His number is 666. Yeah. Okay, that'll be relevant. He, okay. Huh. I feel like he really uh, glosses over that because he's looking for this number kind of in and of itself. Like the number 666 is more important oh, than the man it's attached to.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the,
1: the way he reckons. Anyway, so yeah, we've got this uh, 40s white guy with a beard. Telling us this is really important, and it's a code, and we need to understand it, and that means we need to decipher it.
0: Yes, so he makes real hay out of the fact that it says, this takes wisdom. So instead of backing up and being like, wait a minute, that doesn't take wisdom at all. Maybe this is a guy (laughs) on drugs 2,000 years ago. He's like, no, obviously it's real and holy. So it must take wisdom, And if it takes wisdom, that means it takes some sort of like deciphering. This is going to be hard.
1: Um, And he already breaks this down. He says, so this tells us that it involves, one, recognition and identification, (laughs) two, enumerating, and three, arithmetic. It's like, does it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can you really pull all of that from the word count in, right? in yeah, the scripture? He,
0: he keeps saying that counting means actually a very long process.
1: Oh, yeah. This uh, translation I read says calculate rather than count. But, you know. Okay. So he was using something else.
0: Okay. But so he tells us it is a code and it's a code that is already in our daily lives.
1: And then he throws a wrench in the whole works. Yes. Remember, this is called UPC codes and 666. Beware the Mark of the Beast. And what does he tell us?
0: He says, now, here's an important central point I don't want to miss. I don't mean to suggest that the UPC is the Mark of the Beast. It's just a sign of what's coming.
1: <laughs> what, you don't mean to suggest
0: yeah, that? Yeah, what? what do you mean to suggest?
1: Everything about the existence of this video <laughs> suggests a connection.
0: And he calls it a central point. But other than being in the middle of the video, it is not central. Nothing else matches that sentence. The entire rest of the video is an argument for this being the mark of the beast. Right.
1: With a hidden 666. So like, well, what's the point if this is just as he then says, laying the groundwork?
0: Yeah. Well, here's what he wants. Here's what he wants, Ross. He... Wants to be right no matter what. So if it um, is the actual Mark of the Beast awesome, that counts, even though he said this weird disclaimer in the middle. Mm-hmm. But if it's not the Mark of the Beast, he can be like, I didn't say it was. Uh, I, you know, We're just developing this technology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will become the Mark of the Beast.
1: Convenient. convenient. It's all happening shortly.
0: Okay, so in the final days, he says... We will not be able to use cash at all. It'll be a totally cashless society. And then he asks a rhetorical question. Is this the path to destruction? What do you think?
1: Well, I guess... We would expect a yes, yes from that. I think that's right. Well, and he, he quotes a passage here. And again, we don't see what translation of the Bible he's using. And I'm highly suspicious of his quotation of 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, because he wrote, the Antichrist will you know, show signs and wonders. And I said, wait a second. The antichrist isn't mentioned in 2nd Thessalonians.
0: Oh shit. Ross doesn't gloss.
1: The antichrist is not mentioned in Revelation. The antichrist is only mentioned in the epistles of John like 1st, 2nd oh. John. It's like, so what what wonky translation is he using that's referring to the antichrist in 2nd Thessalonians? In that passage, he's just called the man of lawlessness. Oh. And and that's a figure that gets lumped in with all of these others. When Jesus was talking about coming people to be aware of, he talked about false teachers, false prophets. He never said antichrist. Yeah, anyways, this was, I felt, a bit of deception. Like using a word that doesn't belong there.
0: Mm, Interesting. I didn't even pick up on that B-plot going on. Yeah. Well, here's something that really perplexed me. At this point in the video, he insists that debit cards are going to overtake everything and credit cards will be a thing of the past. Yeah,
1: and it, it felt like he was implying... Okay, the UPC code, it already has a hidden 666, which we'll get to, but it's only laying the groundwork for something that even more will keep us from making purchases without it. We're yes. moving away from using cash. And I remember people around me when I was young complaining about this, like, ooh, cashless society, that's one world government stuff. That's uh, I,
0: I do think that would be very bad. I okay. just want to say that much. Okay. It, you know, it segments off people who don't have access to oh, credit and yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: fair. In all of that, he was also saying that debit cards would replace credit cards.
0: So at first we were like, what? Why? I think I get why. Do you think you get why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not. I'm, I had to work I'm, for it. I'm hung up on the problem that credit card companies are powerful and they like uh-huh. earning money on interest. They don't uh-huh. want everybody to use debit cards. They would
0: so prefer we use credit cards. They actively Absolutely.
1: discourage us from using debit cards.
0: Charge us fees.
1: Charge us fees and also make it uh, seem as if debit cards can't be as safe as credit mm-hmm. cards. They don't mm-hmm. have the same protections.
0: Okay, but here's what I th- Here's why I think Yeah, where, where do you that. think he's going with? Okay, so I think he's saying, when I buy with credit, I'm not actually purchasing, right? You're purchasing for me and I'm promising to pay you back. Yeah. The actual money itself is not actually in play yet. Okay. With a debit card. The actual money is in play because it represents the money in my account
1: oh the actual money's moving rather than just placeholders yes okay so
0: now this is the debit card is the thing that's actually replacing cash whereas the credit card is more of just sort of an interloper in the process okay
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That that's probably where he's going with that. He was also very concerned about, uh, again, this is nineteen ninety four, the the idea of chips coming into our yes. cards, our credit cards are now getting chips. Yes. You can hide all kinds of numbers in chips.
0: I do think it's annoying when I'm ordering a sandwich and it comes with chips instead of French fries.
1: Mm-hmm. Potato chips. I feel like we might have just shifted conversations <laughs> here. <laughs>
0: oh you're talking about computer chips yes oh yeah i remember people being afraid of this microchips that's what's he gonna do you not want it. the
1: chips to fall where they may
0: yes not into your hand anyway and, and there have been eyewitness accounts of people with the mark in their hand and their forehead in 1994 there have Yes, that's what he said. Huh? Who's I?
1: Uh, what account? Yeah, wait, what?
0: Yeah, who's I? What witness? What account? Where? What mark? What beast? Where? What hands? And
1: here we are, twenty-eight years later, and. Presumably, none of this has happened yet. We're still being warned constantly that uh, this is to come, which reminded me right at the beginning of the pandemic, my crazy cousin that I've talked about on the show many times (laughs) before she blocked me. I am now blocked on social media. Oh, sorry. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Said this was March 24th. 2020, there was a news item from Forbes.com. The title was Coronavirus Stimulus Offered by House Financial Services Committee Creates New Digital Dollar and there's a somewhat frightening picture of Nancy Pelosi. Mm. Now, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm. don't feel the need to go read this article because I'm sure my crazy cousin did not read it. Mm. As far as I can tell, she's never read an article in her life. She just takes (laughs) what she needs from (laughs) the headlines. Mm -hmm. But she wrote... This could very well be the mark of the beast, exclamation Mm. mark, capital M, capital Mm B. Read your Bibles, people, and at, (laughs) this is uh, all caps, all cost, refuse the mark, exclamation, 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 exclamation. And then she references Revelation 13, 16 through 17. Wow. So uh, there you go. Constant vigilance. This has been my family. Throughout my life, constantly uh, identifying wow. things that might be the mark of the beast.
0: Yeah. Well, I do agree with her. This might be.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, at least she included that uh, word because, boy, have they been burned many times before. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was, well, I mean, every major political figure that comes along, if you do a search for their name and Mark of the Beast or Antichrist, you know, you'll get a bunch of stuff. I remember, again, when I was a kid, people talking about Ronald Wilson Reagan Mm. Now, my family liked him, but the fact that his name had six letters for the first name, six letters for the middle name, six letters for the last name, it's the number of A man. Uh He was 666. That was very concerning.
0: Oh, yeah. Fair. Is it? No. (laughs)
1: Um. It might be.
0: (laughs) It might be fair. Okay. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Why is the UPC code not the Mark of the Beast, but maybe the Mark of the Beast could be pointing toward the Mark of the Beast? Well.
1: Yeah, why should we be suspicious of it? Like the lady in that video talking about the monster energy drink.
0: Right. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, If you haven't seen that- Famous dismaying video. Search
1: for monster energy drink 666. Yeah. You're in for a hoot.
0: Yes. And this is definitely a similar brain glitch going on. So. In a UPC barcode, and I have not fact-checked this at all, but this part actually seems probably true. Okay. In a UPC barcode, there are several pieces of information, Ross. Those little lines aren't just random pieces of art. Each little line is sort of a Morse code, if you will, for a number. And those numbers are structured into little bits. Mm -hmm. And he shows us four of those little bits and says, okay, this part of the code that's on the left tells us where to find the item within that company's inventory. And this little bit of information on the right tells us the kind of item it is. And this little information on the top tells us this. And mm-hmm. to, it's very boring. It's like I'm being trained to <laughs> do retail.
1: It's boring, but it's efficient that you have a lot of information uh, yeah. contained in these vertical bars. And for you chillins out there, mm-hmm. think of like a QR code. Mm-hmm. but without blocks of blocky stuff
0: they still see upc codes i know right? i'm okay, just okay. i'm
1: patronizing okay
0: them. okay i just wondered because one <laughs> time i was i went to our buddy chris studman who's a professor i went to his class and I don't remember what he was talking about, but he started to explain what a phone book was. And I yeah. was like, Chris, like I was like embarrassed of my friend until I looked around I... and realized like, oh, yeah. these 18 year olds really are like, what right. are you talking about?
1: Well, think if you're buying stuff online all the time. Do you see UPC barcodes?
0: Yeah, maybe. I no. don't know. Yeah, I, anyway. They still go to Ralph's. They still buy an avocado. Sure. Anyway. The UPC is brilliantly designed into these little.
1: Would you say it's fearfully and wonderfully made?
0: (laughs) Information. But the thing is. Good policy is often boring and you were trying to make an end of the world video and you're now just telling me how to design something to put on an avocado.
1: The four components of the UPC are (laughs) the dividing bar sets, beginning, middle, and end. That is the first section of numbers. The second is a category number that is on either side. You can see it indicated just inside of the bracket line. And then on the left-hand side, the main number is the manufacturer identification number. And so on the left-hand side, you've got these codes. I've read elsewhere that it's like the first either six or six to ten numbers. Those identify a manufacturer. And then you've got another set of numbers on the right side that identify the specific item number. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of information. And this is what... You know, the scanners at Ralph's pickup when you slide the avocado over the little laser, Mm -hmm. it needs to see enough of those lines that it can go, ah, got it. I know exactly what this is.
0: Ralph's is a grocery store chain here in, in our area, yeah. Everybody's like, what the hell is Sorry that? Sorry to
1: everybody else who's like, I go to the Alpha Beta. I go to Safeway. Um, hey, that was my, uh, up in Northern California, we went to okay. Safeway. Okay, yeah. We
0: had S-Mart in Stockton, where I went to school. Smart. Yeah. And then, uh, what do they have, like, what's something in England? Let's shout out to the England people. Well, what what do they got?
1: Oh, the uh, Higgly Piggly? Sure. The some, wig, something Wiggly,
0: Piggly. Piggly. Piggly? Piggly
1: Poo? <laughs> I'm not going to look it up, because- <laughs> No, it's not. I like Higgly that. Piggly.
0: I need the tweets.
1: Fun fact. Yeah. You've seen Smart and Final.
0: Oh, I think I told you this fact. is one of my favorite facts. Oh,
1: okay. Then you know.
0: Okay. But yes. Yeah. Well, Please. I fe- I feel, uh, it's wonderful.
1: I feel I looked this up when my son worked there. Oh, okay. And it turns out that it's called Smart and Final because <laughs> the guys who started it were named Smart and Final. Smart and Final. Final.
0: Oh my god. Okay, sorry, stop the show. So when I was a nanny, yeah. I had to go to Smart and Final to get something for the woman who made the children, <laughs> uh, you know, out of her person.
1: <laughs> made the children. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: And then she sent me back to like return something. Okay. And I said to her, Well, I don't think they take returns. And she's like, everywhere takes returns. And I was like
1: Smart it's, it's right? Oh. The name.
0: Yeah. I was like, I just assumed like Smart and Final final and she and (laughs) she's like oh yeah i never thought about that i don't know so okay so i drive to the smart and final i go up to a person i'm like hi can i return this and they're like yeah and i was like oh okay i just you know the name yeah they're like what well smart and final and the cashier had never heard this no one else had ever come up confused well no
1: one's (laughs) even tried to attempt a return because they're like well all sales are final maybe but they're smart maybe (laughs) am i smart i don't know i bought the wrong thing
0: yeah so then i googled it on my phone and Uh was like oh my god look (laughs) the people who started your business were named smart and final
1: amazing
0: anyway so upc codes So here's the big drop. Yes. At the beginning, middle, and end of the UPC code, there are a couple of bars that stick down just a little bit more than the others. Yeah,
1: you've seen that. It kind of divides the others into two sections, and they're a little longer. They're very thin.
0: If you take a close look at that part that's sticking down, you'll notice that that's the same Image three times. Mm-hmm. And each of those little images are assigned a number one through nine. And that particular one that they decided to repeat three times in every barcode is the image for the number six. Dun dun dun, 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 dun.
1: So he's saying that 95% of the items that you go to buy at any place in 1994 have a UPC on them, and a hundred percent of the UPC codes have those marks, and they are six, six, and six in the left, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Now, the mm-hmm. big if true, wow, six, true. six, six, six. It's almost like, did they plan that? Are they, <sighs> are they trying to pull one on the Christians? Like, hey, 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 we put a six, six, six there, right? Except. Snopes rules this as false.
0: Oh, no, really?
1: It's not actual. Great. They're not sixes. They're not scanned uh, or read as sixes. They uh, they are meant as dividing lines, and they're slightly different. That makes be- sense. Because a six requires a space to the right of it to be registered as six, and they don't have that. Mm. They're just two lines close together. The confusion is granted. They look very similar, but they are not to actually not actually sixes.
0: Interesting. So to the human eye, it looks the same, but it turns out a UPC code is not for the human (laughs) eye. That's right. It is for a computer eye.
1: That's right. Now, there are numbers printed below for that manufacturer code and the item code because sometimes maybe the the bars get rubbed away or like the humans need to like double check something yeah. or type it in manually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are human readable numbers there. But yeah, the 666 is unfortunately a misunderstanding. Hmm. Oops.
0: I don't believe that.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to pull the, the rug out from this entire 13 minute film. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so...
1: This is this is one of our favorite lines here. <laughs> he tells us, you need to share this with everybody in your life, <laughs> with your family, your friends, even your, your skeptical, skeptical neighbor. neighbor. And we were thinking about this interaction with the skeptical neighbor <laughs> going... Oh, I need to limit my conversations <laughs> with this guy, at least until the end of the world.
0: Yeah, I was picturing there's this really nice man who lives a building over, and our balconies face each other. And when I take Ella out in the morning, he's almost always sitting outside. I
1: think he was there as I was walking oh, over today. He's, I'm sure he's he was. Almost he's there, there a lot. Yeah, he likes and, that balcony. Yep. I'm glad he's at least friendly.
0: Yeah, no, this this guy is friendly. I mean, we don't have extended interactions, which is why I can have this fantasy that yeah. I'm going to go out there one day, do the thing I always do. I'm walking that line, Just sort of give a half wave. He's like, good morning. And then he's like, hey, do you want to come over and watch a video? <laughs> like, oh, Okay, yeah, I guess so. Let
1: me go take the elevator down, (laughs) walk to the next building, take the elevator up, (laughs) come down the hallway, knock on your door, enter, and watch a film.
0: I'm absolutely going to do it. And then I go there, and it's this. And then I'm like, oh, okay.
1: This is going to color all our Uh interactions from now on.
0: How am I going to half wave convincingly? Okay, so anyway, by the end of this, though, we don't get any particular advice about... How do I avoid this thing? Am I not buying anything with UPC code? Am I not putting it on stuff? Yeah, what should I do with this? Just don't put it in my hand?
1: Yeah. I mean, every Christian that I know of has bought items with UPC labels on them. Yeah. So either they're all... Damned or it's not the mark of the beast, which he seems to concede. So what is the point of this (laughs) video? What is this
0: for? It's really something.
1: Yeah. What is the goal of sharing and spreading this information? What are you protecting? Uh, You're looking out for the next technology that's going to cross that line finally.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. So I think the actual hope here is fear. Like get people a little worried about the thing so they're more protective of the thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't say that necessarily derisively because I'm thinking well, okay, you know, when COVID was new and we kind of didn't know what its deal was, but we were like, well, we know that coronaviruses work in such and such a way and this is what you should look out for and to be cautious, let's do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it makes sense to spread some fear, Mm -hmm. but you want it to be based in something.
1: Preferably reality.
0: I'm a huge fan of reality. I love it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so we get absolutely no advice about what to do with all this?
1: Yeah, just uh, spread the word, be concerned, and uh, we're Shepherd Ministries based out of West Virginia.
0: Then <laughs> there's an address. He still never tells us his name, although it does say copyright John Shepherd.
1: So we have to assume this is John Shepherd.
0: And indeed it is. And I will tell you about him in a moment.
1: Can I pull out another rug from this whole presentation?
0: Uh oh, okay.
1: So most people know this. This is fairly common knowledge now because. 666 has been decoded and discussed mm. here and there and everywhere, mm. you know, since that was written. So- Again,
0: by a high guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody very likely under the influence. John of Patmos, again, we've said on the show before, not the same as the disciple John. Many Christians make that mistake, uh, Mm -hmm. but serious Bible scholars of all stripes recognize that these are very different authors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Different guy, this John of Patmos, who had this fever dream that is Revelation. Anyway, so it's the number of a man. His Mm -hmm. number, the beast, is 666. Mm -hmm. So the most common understanding of this that makes just... Complete and total sense is that this was a bit of numerology uh, Mm -hmm. called gematria where you assign numbers to the letters in the Mm. alphabet and Mm -hmm. then you add those up and then you get a value. Fun fact, the earliest manuscript that we have of revelation of this relevant scripture and uh, another really important early manuscript both say 616 rather than Mm. 666. Mm. And that's an extra clue the same piece of information that one very specific person was connoted by the 666. It was Nero Caesar. And and if you take those letters, Nero Caesar, and you add them up as you do with their related values, Mm. you get 666. Or if you take out the second Nun, the the Hebrew character, and you add it up, you lose a 50 there and you get 616. Mm. So it's pretty much a solved riddle you know he who hath understanding hath already understood this <laughs> that john of patmos was referring to nero caesar
0: and like this is a this still sounds nuts Okay, but but it's like an agreed-on thing, by yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Pretty
1: much everybody who's looked into this agrees that's exactly okay. what he was intending. Okay, that's why we have the slight discrepancy there between manuscripts. Um, huh. So, an ancient okay. figure, long dead, not causing problems for anybody now, and yet we're still worried about new technologies because they might be the mark of the beast, right? Who gets conflated with the antichrist and the the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness, the the false prophets, all of these figures all get uh, intertwined and dance about like sugar plum fairies in people's heads.
0: So I was thinking like, well, then why not just say Caesar when you're writing the thing? But now I'm seeing what the logic would be because he's- Remember,
1: man on drugs.
0: Well, man on drugs. That was, but that's where I was at before you said that. But now I'm like, oh, I guess the logic would be, yeah, but I'm asserting that this came from God- that this was all a vision from someone else. Yeah. So another
1: possibility is I want to avoid further prosecution because I'm already being mm. exiled on an island trying to speak oh. in, trying to speak in code
0: oh I see
1: but you know there, there are so many other veiled references to kingdoms of the time you know the the numbering of horns on the head of the dragon yeah. you know it's like very clear that he's talking about Rome
0: oh damn okay so wow a whole different thing has been going on for me I've just been assuming the high guy was like <laughs> I saw an ox and then we were like an ox I understand that's turkey you know I right. I didn't think he actually was like, no, that's that's about- dumb, but by ox, of course, I mean Persia.
1: Yeah, but it's a great tactic, and it, it was a the apocalypse was a genre of literature, and the ones that we know best are Daniel and Revelation. Yeah. But there were many others at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, the Book of Enoch and like all of these other apocalyptic texts, and they use that same Method of making kind of sideways allusions to various oh. leaders and rulers, and it's so been annoying. been very effective because then you get all of these smart people who uh-huh. love to find patterns oh, yeah. who can make it fit with whatever Anything the current thing they want. You is.
0: That's a real problem in your special twin language, if I can make it work with anything I want. Yeah. John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So there, um, there
1: you go. Sorry, I just had to ruin that No,
0: too. that's good to know. Yeah, and now I'm thinking about uh, like Nostradamus. I've just thought of him the same way that he was like... Right, so cat run into some grass, and that's why we know nine eleven yeah, the, was he doing the same thing?
1: That's interesting. I'm not sure whether the author himself was trying to make this future proof, yeah, but that was the end of fact. like as long as you uh-huh. make sure that your predictions are not falsifiable or they can always be reinterpreted, uh they'll last forever,
0: true. Uh, sorry, I was asking. Do you know if Nostradamus was also oh. pulling this little... Uh,
1: my my take on Nostradamus is that he was just fully putting this burden on the shoulders of the future people who uh-huh. would find some way to loosely tie the the things that he was referencing. Now, I think... <sighs> He was making obscure references to, say, like, a certain river or geographical feature or Uh something like that that he thought would play out in the future. But I don't think he he felt there was a contemporaneous interpretation of what he was saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Good. But God, that's all so annoying. It's making me think of um our friend Julia Sweeney has this wonderful one-woman show called Letting Go of God. So and good. One of my favorite lines in it is she's talking about Jesus keeps talking in parables. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's getting it. And yeah. she's she's going back in time, remembering her reading these stories for the first time. And she says, Well, if no one understands them. Don't speak in parables then. (laughs) Even your staff doesn't understand them.
1: (laughs) I love it. good for her it's like one of those things that was said often enough and early enough to me as a child like oh for he who has ears let him hear and like you know all of this kind of holier than thou better than thou like you don't understand it because you're of the world good on her for just like calling bs on that like it's bad teaching
0: you're not doing this well you are not a master communicator you're making
1: bad analogies (laughs) They don't resonate with people. Stop
0: exactly. it. But you know what does resonate with people? Rothy's. Rothy's.
1: They resonate with so many oh, people.
0: I know. Especially for you. People just walk down the street and point at your feet.
1: Look at these suckers. I mean, he's, wouldn't you point at actually, them too?
0: He's actually wearing them. Yeah, they're cute.
1: These are my RS01 sneakers.
0: Damn. They could be your new everyday shoe obsession. If you wanted.
1: They could because they give you right out of the box comfort. And that's true. You don't have to wear them in or anything like that. They're just, they're mm-hmm. ready to go.
0: They're really like soft and comfortable and pliable and they move with your foot. It's really nice. Even
1: though they're made out of, get this, Carrie. Okay. Recycled plastic water bottles. What?
0: What? 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 What?
1: Carrie's, what? Carrie's giving me the full Dolby Atmos experience as she moves <laughs> her head around and says what from many different angles.
0: Oh, my God. That's really incredible because when I think of water bottles, I don't think of comfortable footwear, but I have a pair of Rothy's. No, I have two pairs of Rothies and yeah. they're both very comfortable.
1: And not only do they come in amazing styles and colorways, I don't know what that means. You can wash them. <laughs> what are colorways
0: i I think colors
1: yeah there's multiple colors that's for sure
0: no but i love it and i love that we just went right by it we just assumed that's a new word now colorways you know transitioning from summer to fall listen i know it's a classic problem for all of us summer's ending fall is coming you're like How am I supposed to handle this? They have so many colors you can wear from season to season without going out of style.
1: And the best part is that Rothy's products are trying to make the planet a better place to live on. And so they've repurposed millions of single-use plastic bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products.
0: We like their shoes. They're comfortable. They're washable. They're durable. They're stylish. And I don't mean to brag, but our editor... Victor Figueroa has just ordered a pair of Rothy's.
1: I can't wait. Did he tell us which one? Whoa, whoa, Did he tell us which he ordered?
0: I don't think so.
1: Okay, well- Can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear about his experience. And the next time you hear us talking about Rothy's, we'll be letting you know what's been happening with Victor.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, the big news. So step up your shoes and accessories this summer and get ready to be asked- are those Rothy's?
1: Plus, you get 20% off your first purchase at rothys.com slash oh no.
0: That's R-O-T-H-O-Y-S dot com slash oh no.
1: But hey, Carrie, while we're talking online shopping, yeah. I have a discount code now for Rothy's, so I'm good there. But mm. what if I want discount codes for other websites and services
0: oh my god it's so funny you would bring that up now because today's episode is sponsored in part by paypal honey you know about paypal honey
1: i know about it because i've got it installed on my browser guess what you can also install it on your iphone
0: dang
1: so many people have those
0: it is a service Mm -hmm. that gloms on To your shopping experience and makes that experience a little easier, a little less expensive.
1: And as we all know, service is the jewel in the rock Rock of of attainment. attainment. Yeah. And now we finally get that. It means that you could save on your online purchases. And all of us do it. We all buy stuff online. Mm -hmm. And there's the place where you put in your name and your address and your credit card info. But there's also the place where you put in the discount code. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're like, oh, I could be getting a discount on this. I wish I knew a discount code.
0: Now, you know I love to say it. I'm going to say it here. If you already have a discount code for someone you love, use that. Support that podcast, support that whatever. But let's say you don't have one.
1: Okay.
0: Honey will make manually searching for a coupon code a thing of the past. So imagine. Imagine this, Ross. Picture this. Yeah, yeah. You're shopping on one of your favorite sites. Yep. Okay. When you check out the Honey button drops down. And all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you just watch those prices drip, 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 drop
1: yeah it even has manners it'll say hey do you want me to try these eight codes Mm -hmm. and I could tell it no but why would I do that I say yeah
0: go ahead sometimes I tell it no I've
1: mentioned many times that honey has reliably saved me money on pizza yeah and I will admit I went once to a pizza provider Mm -hmm. that I've used before and honey did not give me a discount code and I said you know what it's a little too expensive for me right now. I cancel the purchase. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Like, so I,
1: if honey had one at that moment, I would have used it. But I was like, you know, there you I, go. I'm going to eat something else.
0: So this is the thing that will save you if you're just kind of on that edge of affordability. Maybe it'll help you bring that edge down a little bit. I
1: like my pizza with honey.
0: Yeah, there you go. And you can add honey to your iPhone, too. You can just enable it on Safari and find the savings on the go.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, like three bucks here, two bucks there, five bucks sometimes, you know, it just saves you money. That's cool. And And it's free.
0: Yeah. So if you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and it installs in a few seconds.
1: And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. So get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash oh no.
0: That's joinhoney.com slash oh no. Okay. So Ross, I am sharing a Google Drive folder with you with three items in it. Um, So John Shepard is the guy who runs Shepard Ministries it seems to be just him and one other guy, but John's the central guy. Ooh. And he They're is, still around? Yes. So 28 that you, years later. So you can read the prophecies of John Shepard. They are now <gasps> called- prophecies.
1: Oh, he has his own prophecies? Uh huh. He's prophesizing?
0: Yeah, so... Um, in
1: the end days, the young will prophesy. I doubt he's very young at this point. No,
0: yeah, he's... Um. Oh, I did look this up, and now I've forgotten. I think he's in his 80s, yeah. But in particular, if you click on 3.png there, you will discover the date of the end of the world!
1: Whoa, okay! Yeah! Uh, this is important knowledge. I, I assume it's coming... Shortly? Yeah,
0: okay, before you click on it, do you want to guess? Because uh, sh- she said this was coming shortly in 1994.
1: Yeah, okay, and do you get a sense this will color my guess? Well, clearly it has to be in the future. Uh, uh, our our current future, because we're twenty twenty two so
0: th- uh, I'm getting this from his website. I guess his website could have been. oh, we could, could have, look have laid maybe fallow.
1: earlier versions, yeah,
0: but I'll tell you this. this document says that it was uploaded on July eighth, twenty twenty
1: one okay, okay, so it's recent. I was just curious if he'd updated the date or something like that. Okay, I'm gonna say he's not going too far out in the future, especially if he's old. Mm. There's there's kind of two considerations I'm thinking of. One is great strategy to have the prediction be a little after you think you're gonna die. Oh yeah, so no one can ever call you on it. Yeah, out of respect for the dead, and and you're gone. It, but then there's also the wanting to s- be there and see it come to fruition. I'm I'm putting him in that category. I'm gonna say 2025.
0: Okay. So, go ahead and open up 3.png so that you can learn.
1: Ooh, it's all like Christmas colored. Oh, we got some blue in there too. Okay. Uh, that there
0: are four dates here. Okay. The peace treaty with Israel will happen on February 6th,
1: 2024. Okay. Oh, oh, I see we're going into 2028. Oh, Israel turns 80 years old and ends that generation. Okay, so how many generations? It looks like he's got...
0: Two witnesses start their 1260 days of ministry, prophesying the coming events on February 6th, 2024. Oh,
1: I saw the last Trump and and then realized, okay, that's the trumpet.
0: Uh, Uh, And the rapture will happen at 1145 a.m. on the east coast of the U.S., at about six forty-five PM in Israel on October second, twenty twenty-seven. Ooh,
1: I was two years off. Okay, yeah, pretty good. It's coming. All right, so
0: we got to put that on our calendar.
1: Yeah, new due date. Feast of Trumpets. Now, this is something that I, I want to do every time I encounter somebody, especially someone young, who believes that the world is coming to an end. Yeah, just to say. When would you be surprised, surprised that it hadn't happened? Yep. And then mark that on a calendar and yep. then, you know, follow up in 20 years. Yeah. Because guess what? We'll still be here long after they are surprised, at least their current selves are surprised that it hasn't happened.
0: Yeah. The only thing is you have to just share all that surprise with third parties because most of these people, I've had this conversation a few times yeah. and the answer always seems to be in my lifetime. Me, the speaker. And I'm like, what? God's pegging it to you?
1: What's really frustrating is that that lesson of history is always lost within that generation. Like, Mm -hmm. they they can't sympathize with the previous people who are so equally convinced as they are. Mm -hmm. Like, they can't take that lesson from, you know, the followers. Some people take the lesson. Yeah, but people who are in the heat of doing this numerology and everything... They don't want to hear about the Millerites, you know, that were disappointed in 1844 or 1843, whatever it was. But Um, I think
0: the argument's still worth making because a lot of people do leave when people recognize like, oh, the thing that I thought was special to my group is not so special. That is very shaky. At
1: least within that generation. But it doesn't seem like you can point to somebody who's talking about the end of the world happening right now and say like, well, look at those people in the 1840s. Like, come Mm. on. It, It seems like with each generation, they just lose. That historical perspective and say, well, you know, they were foolish for having Mm -hmm. believed that they were wrong. You know, it says no man knows the hour of the day, but we know we're right now Mm. and we know it's very soon. And maybe we don't know the exact date.
0: Yeah. I don't know. My ex-boyfriend like definitely had a like, a oh, shit moment when he realized that. Yeah.
1: Well, for anybody who can be thusly convinced, I always highly recommend Jonathan Kirsch's A History of the End of the World,
2: Mm, great mm -hmm. book.
1: It details since the time of Christ all of the failed end times predictions, like the major ones that people really thought, that's it, that's the end of the world. Yep. It's coming back.
0: When Prophecy Fails is also a good primer on that. So, John Shepherd is still doing this, And if you go into that folder, you'll also see a sixty one page ebook I grabbed for you that I am not going to read, but maybe you're interested in about Isaiah's prophecy, okay. something.
1: Um, I I wonder if he'd be interested in coming on the show. Oh, you messaged him.
0: Yes. So image number two, you'll see, is my email trying to get him to come on the show.
1: Want to talk? Please send me your comments using this form. Yes. Yes. Okay. What happened?
0: Oh, I haven't gotten a reply. Okay. I would be surprised if I do from 80-plus-year-old John Shepard, but we'll see. But also, listener, are you in Martinsburg, West Virginia? Well, guess what? This guy's right on your soil. In looking up the address of this ministry, I discovered that it shared an address with something called Shepherd's General Contractor and Shepherd Electric, which is like a 300-person company in Martinsburg, West Virginia. So I'm sure it's, it's been there since the 1800s. So I'm sure oh. people in that area are listening right now and freaking out. But some guy in that family is the prophet behind all this.
1: Wow. And uh, I mean, how convenient to have the last name Shepard. Totally, and have a ministry,
0: and to be giving light to everyone. Yeah, they're electric.
1: Some, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like names can kind of uh, predispose mm-hmm. you to mm-hmm. certain callings, and uh, that may be the case for him. Uh, yeah, I would love it if he would want to actually come talk about this. Um, in which case, I would read his ebook.
0: There you go. That's. That's the spirit. And speaking of, we will soon be talking to someone who uh, wrote a book. (laughs) Great segue, Carrie. That's right, yeah. Yeah, we will soon be talking to someone who has written a book. Okay, stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs)
1: we're very excited about this i really enjoyed said book uh yeah so (laughs) there we go yeah that that tells you people are on the
0: edge of their seats they're like i can't believe it someone wrote a book and they're gonna talk to them
1: an author yeah they're gonna talk to an
0: author oh my god Uh, So we're not we're not
1: selling this well it's gonna be really Mm, great we mm. we are actually looking forward to this conversation
0: i think people just pooped in their cars well, that's it for me.
1: <laughs> Here we are. We've talked about a 13 minute video, much longer. Than- this is, don't worry, we make fun of ourselves too for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a lot to say about it.
0: Ross doesn't gloss, <laughs> Gary does Terry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I hope you enjoyed all of our thoughts on this. Though, of course, uh, we could talk about the end times much more. But this this was fun because I don't think I'd seen this particular elaboration on the UPC code specifically. Yeah, I knew that that was a thing, and it was just fun to see someone very earnestly make the case.
0: Yeah, and so boringly, when he makes the big reveal that the six 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 is in those little pieces of barcode, true or false? It is not dropped as a reveal. He's like, and those three numbers are 666. Six, six. And he just moves on. Yeah. Get, like, get some delivery in there, John.
1: Yeah, yeah, not not much showmanship. Yeah, exactly. E- except really creepy set design. Yep. look like something from Mazes and Monsters.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Or
1: Jack Chick track. Well, uh, all right, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
0: You can support this and all our VHS viewing at MaximumFun.org forward slash join.
1: You can also support us by leaving a positive review, telling a friend, writing about us on social media, talking about us in life (laughs) with real people Mm -hmm. where no Mm -hmm. electronics were involved.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do not put a UPC code on us. Absolutely not.
1: Or do. We'll never know.
0: Oh my God. I'd be so mad.
1: Don't on our forehead though.
0: Exactly. At least put it on my hands. Come on. And here's a surprise for all the listeners. I found out yesterday, this VHS tape, it's on YouTube. You can go watch it if you want.
1: Oh, good. I was just about to ask you if either I could digitize it or you could, so I could pull audio.
0: Yeah, guess what?
1: Hey, hey. here it is. Also known as, and remember.
2: (laughs) The book of Revelations, chapter 13, verse 18, tells us, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number. 666. Biblical scholars, who rarely agree on anything, do agree on the interpretation of this infamous number, 666, as an unmistakable reference to the Antichrist, Satan, or the beast. But why, as the Bible suggests, does it take understanding to count a series of three identical numbers? Simply reading the numbers, 666, requires no wisdom Therefore 666 must be a kind of code hidden from us yet somehow demanding to be discovered. One of the goals of this presentation is to reveal through a greater understanding of God's Word one example, one worldwide example of the way the number 666 and all that this number implies has found its way into our daily lives.
1: Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am.
1: Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people. All on Depression Mode for Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world.
0: Oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org.
1: It's a a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete.
2: Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory.
1: And uh, it's a nice
2: break from reality. <laughs> Is that,
1: are we allowed to say that?
0: I don't know. It sounds bad.
1: It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not.
0: <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos.
1: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.